Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living So Busy Living So Busy Living So I don't have my partner in crime. I'm on uh, step five and he's not here. He's just too busy. He's too busy to be hanging with busy. So you got me. You got me. I'm here to talk about what it was like, what happened and what it's like today. No, I'm not. I'm just going to talk about step five. And um, it's kind of interesting when we talk about step five, it is, uh, these are all action steps to me. And, um, you know, there's ways that people want, I don't want to updo anybody's sponsor or anybody's higher power, anybody's anything. I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. I'm not here to tell you what's right, what's wrong. I'm just telling you what works for me. And I have to definitely put that out there in the universe first before we go on one more second, because I don't know what works for you. I don't, I don't. And I'm not going to say I do because that would be a lie. I can tell you only what worked for me. And that's my little disclaimer from the very beginning. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I want, um, I just want to share how, you know, how it worked for me, what, it, what happened for me and, you know, and how it's worked in my life and the options that I've heard of that have worked for other people. But again, I don't want to tell anybody what to do or, you know, it's just what worked for me. And the important thing is staying sober, right? So it's the important thing is staying sober. So however you get there, I say that all the time, whatever way you want to do it, it's what, that's what's most important to me is that you find a way that's pertinent for you. So when we talk about stuff and I can't believe, um, I've never done this before, but step five is admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So some of you might say, well, okay, that sounds scary. There, I've heard so many people have been like a fourth and a fifth step. That's what's made me relapse. That's what's made me gone, gone out there again is that I have this sense of like, I don't want to go and tell anybody anything. And I, it's so scary doing this, that it's, um, It's so scary to go back and look at stuff that I don't want to do this. And I'd rather just go back and drink again rather than admit my faults of my past and my confessions of my past. And um, so what I find to be so important here is um, for one, finding the right person to do this with. This is all about finding the right person. Um, if your person that you go to is your confidant you don't really trust, find a different confidant. Um, and it doesn't matter if the person's going to be sad or whatever. This is about you. This is about your life. This is about saving your life. This is about not drinking one day at a time. This is about clearing the wreckage of your past. This is about getting with somebody that you trust. So that can be a human being. That can be a sibling. That can be somebody that's at your church. That can be your neighbor. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just up to you. It's up to you. I can't tell you who that person is. Only you know inside of yourself who that person is. It's just important to get one. My spiritual advisor that I walk my life path with, I could tell anything to. And I really don't think that I would be, no, I know I would be, feel kosher telling her anything, meaning I could tell her anything and feel like I feel safe with that. I feel safe telling her this because I know she's not going to use it against me. And I know she's not going to hurt me with it. And there's, if your person you kind of have doubts about, change the person. And it's not a popularity contest. I'll tell you this over and over and over and over. This is life or death. This has nothing to do with popularity contest. This has to do with you and feeling comfortable in yourself that you feel like I'm going to tell this person all my deep and darkest secrets and I'm going to trust them. I'll tell you this for my first fifth step. Um, I had so many 
regrets, remorse, shame. I had so much shame. I had so much shame. Just so much shame. I had so much shame of what I had done. So I could like literally glance. Like, okay, I can, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. This I feel comfortable telling you with. And as time went on, I could go deeper. I don't need to go. Um, this is not a race. This is not... Um, this is, this is your life. So whatever you feel comfortable going to, like if somebody's like, well, you have to go and you have to go all the way back and you have to do all this stuff and you have to do it exactly the way I say you do it and it doesn't feel comfortable for you, then that's not the right person. Because <laughs> you want to have somebody that you can feel authentic with. That you can tell them your truth and not worry about what they're going to say, if they're going to judge you, if they're going to love you, if they're not going to love you, if they're going to tell somebody else. Those are all things that you have to know in your heart. I think it's like so imperative and it's, um, you know, in, along this journey of sobriety and I've had different spiritual advisors and some worked for a long time. Some did not work for a long time. Some worked for a little bit of time, just a little bit of time. And um, there's a t in the 12 step rooms, they say, well, you're going to, are you going to fire this person? And I always was like, that's firing the person. The person isn't on my payroll the last I checked. So to fire someone, I think there has to be an exchange of money. I think that if you decide that you're in a relationship with somebody and it isn't working out the way that you want it to work out or the way that you feel it's the most beneficial to you and making that change takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes a ton of chutzpah. It's like, this is such an important thing. Um, I was actually, I'm, I'm in my golf clothes today. If you can watch me on YouTube, you'll see me in my golf clothes. So I'm wearing my golf clothes. So I went and I golfed this morning with a friend of mine. She's not um, an alcoholic, but she's human. So we all humans have all these problems. And so she's like, she was talking to me about something that had jammed her up because I was talking to her about forgiveness. And forgiveness is so hard. Oh my God, it's so hard. It is just so hard to forgive somebody. At least I think it is. I have this born... Um, it's, I carry it around. I carry around stuff and remorse and I carry around regret and I carry around friendships that I have to break up because they weren't working properly for me. So for me, I had to save my own butt. And, um, but you know, you have these people that harm you along the path and you have, and you don't forgive them and you carry it around. Like you're carrying around a hot potato. You're like, I'm carrying and the other person probably has no idea, but if they do, it doesn't even matter anyway, but it's about you. So, um, she was talking about, I was talking about how I'm having a hard time forgiving this person and it's really bothering me. And I really want to get to this place where I can forgive this person because they mean so much to me. And um, she told me about a time she went, she's actually Catholic. And so she went to the Catholic church and she, um, she went there and there were a bunch of people there and they were talking about confession. So back when I was a kid, I know people would go into the confessional and you'd say your confession of what you had done. And then the priest tells you what to do, right? The priest says, go to say five Hail Marys, go do this, go do that, go to your penance, whatever your penance was. And um, so I haven't done, I haven't done the Catholic thing in years and years, but I heard that this was kind of different that she said that she did. That was, um, so she goes to the church and she talks to the minister or the priest it was actually a Catholic church. So it was a priest. She talks to the priest and he's talking to a group of women, I guess. And he says to them, well, if you're carrying around this stuff, I want you to write down all of your, um, all of your confessions, all of the things that you've done that, you, that you're carrying around that you hate about yourself. You write them all down. 
on a piece of paper. So people were just writing, I guess, writing and writing and writing, whatever it was that they were carrying around that it was been bothering them for a hundred, however long years. I always say a hundred years, even though nobody probably listening to this is a hundred years old. How many people live to be a hundred, but you know, you've been carrying it around for a long, long time. And he had a big can on the altar and it, there was a fire in the altar. And everybody took up and took all their sins that they had written down, that they felt were sinful, that they had been carrying around for so long and put it in the fire. And it went away. She described to me how like the forgiveness that she'd been carrying around, this sin that she'd been carrying around. that this Because I feel like when we have when at least for me, when I have these resentments and I carry these, these things around about other people inside of me and people let me down, cause it's always what it is, right? People let me down. I have expectations. I want people to be a certain way. And when they end up being human, it bugs me. <laughs> you relate? When people are human, it bugs me. When people don't do what they say they're going to do, it bugs me. When people act a way that I don't like, it bugs me. Um, when people don't listen and just project their own voices and don't even listen and don't even give me an opportunity to say anything and they just talk over you, that bugs me. Yeah. And then there's stuff that happens in your past that while you were drinking, you get into certain situations and things happened that were out of your control because you weren't dealing with your whole capacity. You weren't dealing with the... I, for lack of a better word, full deck, because at least when I was drinking, I was definitely not working with the full deck and to make decisions and to get in situations that were tough. And then to look back on those situations and be like, oh my God, I've been carrying this around because it's been whatever, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and I still am carrying this around. 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, whatever it is. Um, and I've been carrying this around because I really felt like I did not deserve the way I was treated. And getting to the place of forgiveness of yourself is like the most important thing. And I feel like the first part of doing this cleansing of your soul is like that first thing is writing this stuff down. And um, I've been making it a habit when I get angry. It's like to write stuff down right away in that day. If that's a 10th step, which we aren't at yet, but we're just talking about the fifth step. But getting to that place where you write the stuff down right away is really liberating because it frees me right there. I don't have to carry around this story for decades, for weeks, for months, for any time. I, I mean, if I deal with it that day, then I don't wake up the next morning and carry it. And, um, and having that higher power, whatever it is, if it's the trees, if it's the water, if it's, um, if it's Jesus Christ, if it's Buddha, if it's Allah, if it's, Whatever it is, you first have to find that relationship. And then when you're making this list, you're writing this list so that you can be free and you can get closer to that whoever you think is that God, right? Whatever that God is out there for you, whatever that higher power is out there for you, you want to get closer to it. But it keeps you far away if, you've, if you're carrying around this stuff. It's like, I've mentioned this many times, it's like that stained glass window that's filled with such, the more you clean it off, the more the sunlight of the spirit can come in, right? Like the spirit, the light. We all want light. We don't want dark. We want light. At least I do. Hence, I'm sitting in a bright room. I like light. Um, but when we get to that four step and we're carrying something around, you know, we write, we write it down. And the fifth step is literally just telling somebody. 
That's what this fifth step is. It's going and reading what you wrote in four. And now you're going to find this person that you're going to feel comfortable telling this to. And I don't want anybody to go to a place where they're like, I, I, I can't do this because I'm going to drink. I don't want to tell anybody this. If you don't want, if there's certain things that you don't feel comfortable doing right now, and they're not in your way of the spirit, and you want to just hold them there in the deep, dark trenches of your body, you can do that. And you can do it at a later date. And you just want to do the peripheral, what's sitting right there at that moment today. And you want to start with that. I think that's huge. It's starting to do this little bits, little bits, little bits and etching away at yourself. I think that peeling back the onion takes many, many, many years. And I think that it takes time. This whole thing takes a sense of getting comfortable in your own skin. And it's really hard. So if you're going to do this and you're like, but I want to get it done and I want it to be, and I want it to be perfect. And I want it to be this, um, you know, you're going to have time to go back and do like 10 steps along the way where you can clear off more of your wreckage of your past. But this is where you can go personally within yourself. How far back do you want to go without feeling uncomfortable? Because if it's something that's really deep and dark and it's been there for decades, you're not going to want to pull it out right now and tell it to somebody within two months of being sober, four months of being sober, maybe even not a year of being sober. It might take you four years of being sober, five years of being sober. I mean, I I can't tell anybody what the timing is for you because it's such a personal thing. So personal. And this is the first time in your life you're going to hear somebody and they're going to say, you need to do this because it is life or death. It is life or death. It is life or death. But if the thing is that you don't want to tell somebody is so debilitating to yourself that you'd rather pick up a drink than tell anybody, then don't go that deep. Don't pick up that drink. It's so important that you stay sober. Staying sober is the number one thing. It's number one. Picking up the drink is another thing. But that is because picking up the drinks could kill you. You have no idea what the, what, what the timing is. You have no idea what God's timing is. You don't want to go to that place again where you're hurting yourself. And if you're already at this place where you've done a four step and it's time to do the fifth step, then you're already kind of ready to be free a little bit. You're like, you're ready to clear off this, like just be freer. I just want to get freer. It's, um, I've watched a lot of people go out on this step and I've watched me going out, picked up a drink again. I've watched a lot of people that it was just too painful. It was just too painful. And um, I, I don't feel like anybody really talks about the fact that finding the right person to do this with is the most important thing. Um, it's important to do these steps, but it's important. It's just as important to find the right person because people are fallible. People are human. So nobody's perfect, right? Nobody is perfect walking on this planet. Um, but at what form is this person that you, it's, how do you feel comfortable with this person? How do you feel about the person? Do you trust them? If you don't trust them, it's not the right person. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if they're going to be happy with you walking away or not. Who cares? This is your life. And you staying sober is more important than you picking up a drink. It's just so much more important. And, um, this step and doing the four step, like writing the step down and then telling it to a person. Um, I, I believe it's important to find, like, if you're writing it down, have a person in, in mind that you're going to tell it to. And if it isn't the sponsor or person that you've been doing, working with in the 12 step group, and you're like, it can't be this person. I don't feel comfortable with them. Then don't do it with a person. Find somebody else. This is not a popularity contest. This is not like about feelings. That's when people say firing them. It doesn't matter. Like, this, it's, that's our ego. That's our ego. That's easing God out. We want to get comfortable with somebody who you feel is safe. 
someone that has what you want, someone that is, someone that's walking the walk and talking the talk. There's a lot of people that talk the talk, but don't walk the walk, right? And then there's a lot of people that walk the walk and don't talk the talk. And um, it's the quiet ones in the corner that really know what's going on. It's always, you never know. You can't judge a book by its cover. Um, and it's, again, getting to know the person, getting to the place where you're like, okay, I feel comfortable with this person. I think I want to read this to them. And it could be someone in your church and it could be some a friend. It could be a cousin. It could be a sibling. It could be, it might be hard if it's a spouse, if you haven't told them these things, but if it's a spouse and you, they know everything about you already, I, I mean, I don't think that's too horrible. But again, I'm, I don't want to step on anybody's toes because there's enough animosity in the world today that I definitely don't want to cause any more animosity. But I do want to say that if you're listening to this and you're like, this resonates with me, or if it doesn't, I, I'm just telling you what I've seen that works for me. This is just my opinion. Just one Chiquita's opinion. It's just Busy's opinion. Busy thinks that it's, um, it's, um, it's just about you. And I think that it's also about like, if you do this once and you're really thorough about it, you won't have to do it again. Um, I think that if you find the right person and you feel comfortable with that person, go for it because it's going to take you. And we'll talk about sex next week, but it will take you to this place. That's like, it's phenomenal. It's like, oh my gosh, I just freed myself. It's very weird. It's, I have to say for myself, just writing it down in step four, so that gives me freedom. Cause I believe that's my connection with God is you write it down. It goes right to God. If we don't write it down and we keep it in here, it just keeps us sick. And all we want to do is keep getting better and better and better and better and better. Nobody wants to stay sick forever. You know, alcoholism is not about the drink. It's about the think. So if we've been carrying around a story that's been bothering us for decades and it makes us feel uncomfortable, it's time to do something about it. It's time to write about it. It's time to write about it and set yourself free and, um, and don't keep it. I would don't keep a fifth step. I, you know, once you read it, go burn that bitch. <laughs> you don't need to keep it for anybody to read, any friends, any neighbors, any kids. If you told it to the special person and you don't want anybody else to read it, nobody else needs to. It's none of their business. This is your stuff. Your stuff. And getting comfortable with your stuff is, uh, takes time. It takes time. And to be nice to yourself during this, um, this process, uh, is so liberating when you do it and you do it, you know, in a manner that is, you know, that you're thorough. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And I don't know, some people get worksheets. I don't want to talk about this. Some people get worksheets. Some people get, um, buy books that tell you exactly how to do it. There's so many things out there on fit steps. And, um, for me, uh, I'm kind of old school, so I just get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil if you'd like to erase things, but a pen is so much better because then it's just there. So um, I get a piece of paper and instead of having it vertical, I have it horizontal like this. I have it straight across. I wish I had one in front of me, but I don't have a piece of paper in front of me. Oh, I do, but I'm, I'm, it's okay. You get it. So if you're going to have it like this, not like this, so you're going to have it this way. 
And um, if you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm just showing you it's vertically. So you'll have it. And then you'll write on the top, like you write who the person is you're resentful of, what, what it's about, like who that person is, what the story is, how it affects you, the character defects. And you're like, well, what are character defects? It's kind of like those seven deadly sins we talked about last week. But you've already, at this point, you've, at, at this step, you've already done all this. You've already done the writing on the paper. You've done all this stuff. And now you're at this place of like, okay, I'm going to go sit down and I've heard of actually somebody who told their fourth step to somebody and the person fell asleep. I was like, what? She's like, oh my God, the person fell asleep on me. I was like, that sucks. Oh my God. Talk about picking the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of shitty. If somebody falls asleep on you when you're telling them their deepest, darkest secrets and they fall asleep, that's not cool. That's not cool. So I, that's where it keeps coming back to the fact that it is so important that you find the right person. Mm. And uh, feeling safe is huge. Feeling safe. How am I gonna be able to feel safe telling these secrets to and getting this freedom out and finally getting this stuff that I've written down on this piece of paper and maybe it's like a book. Maybe I know people that have typed it out like in a spreadsheet and they're like, oh my God, this is like a spreadsheet. And people are like, you can't do it on a spreadsheet. I'm gonna tell you this, don't do it on a computer. Do it in hand, 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 hand. Hand is so important. And it doesn't matter how long it is or how short it is. It's whatever you can handle. That's the huge part. It's like getting okay with yourself. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's what works for you. This is not, um, we're not robots. We're humans. And um, what works for one person might not work for another. And um, being okay with that. Like, what is going to work for me? How is this going to work the best for me? How is it going to work for me? And taking the time to realize what, what does work for me? What doesn't work for me? I mean, for a long time, I say this all the time, I thought my favorite color was green. What's well, actually orange, but until I took the time to really get to know myself during this process, did I really get free? I have to get free every day. And doing this step is so, it's, I just can't tell you enough. If you have a person, you are kind of slightly like, I don't know if I want to do this. It's not the right person. It's not the right person. Um, I think finding the right person that you feel like you can be your authentic self with and going and sitting down. You know, I love doing this in churches, I, you know, and I belong to, there's an old church up home that I would go to. It's built in the 1700s and it's very quiet and no one was there. And it was just me and my person. And we just sat there and I just talked about it. And I've actually heard other people's four steps there and it just feels nice. So if you can find a little place like that, go to the park. The park is always great the beach if you live near the ocean, um, going somewhere where you feel like you can be you and you can tell all this stuff and then get free is what's important, is your freedom. And you walking through this as authentically as you can. You wanna walk through this as just like, it's gonna give you freedom. Like I'm gonna tell everybody, somebody, all this stuff and then I'm gonna let it go. Then I'm gonna let it go. I'm going to find the person. I'm going to tell them everything that I've been carrying around that's been, been up in my head. And I'm going to feel better. And you're like, really? Are you sure? I'm positive. I'm going to tell you if you do this, 
you'll be free. But don't let the humanness get in the way of it. And it's a spiritual thing. And finding somebody that you feel authentic with, that you feel like you can be yourself and is going to love you no matter what, that's the right person to find. Don't find someone. If you're scared of the person you think they're going to judge you, it's not the right person. It's not the right person. It's not the right person. You need somebody that you can trust that's never going to throw it in your face. That's probably going to forget about it. And uh, it's just going to be someone human that's going to hear you. And then maybe when you're done, you can burn it. I think it's a good idea to burn it. I don't know. It just worked for me for all the times that I've done them throughout my life. I've done more than one. And um, it's given me freedom. But it's like so important to get like to get to be sober in the beginning. Like just to get sobriety is huge. Like to get sober is huge. This is a hard thing. Most people don't get sober. I just heard about a guy who had 30 years and he went out and picked up. I was like, oh my gosh, 30 years of not drinking and then they pick up a drink. That's crazy. That's why it's so important to do these, these steps all the time. Like it's all, this is constantly continual. Not as much the five and the six, but when we get to the later ones, you're going to understand. But it's like doing this. And if you're going to be thorough and you're like, I want to not carry around this crazy anymore. I want to feel solution. I don't want to feel problems anymore. It's going to be like doing this authentically, doing this the best way you can do this, doing this the best transparency, meaning that you're going to get rid of all that stuff that's in that backpack, that invisible backpack that you've been carrying on your back. You want to make sure you get rid of that and give it to somebody else because it's not going to give you freedom if you keep carrying it. You've been carrying it long enough. It's exhausting. It's heavy. It takes you down. It brings you to your knees. It makes you pick up a drink. Makes you hate yourself. Makes all the self-loathing, all the shame, all this bitterness, all this sadness. It's just, it's just awful. Do you relate? So if you have something that you've been carrying around that has been gnawing at you and just, oh, and it makes you want to drink every time you think about it, it's time to let it go to give it to somebody else. You just wrote about it in four. So find the right person to talk about it in five. Just find the right person. You're probably looking at me like, oh my God, who's that right person going to be? I don't know who the right person is for you. It took me a couple of people. And it, had, it was uncomfortable to say to somebody, this It's not going to work with you. It is uncomfortable. I'm not going to say it's not uncomfortable, but it is uncomfortable, but it's worth it. Because doing these steps and getting into action and being part of, and, you know, working to better yourself, this is an action step, is, uh, is imperative to your sobriety. So find somebody. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. That's B-U-S-Y, livingsober.com. And um, please reach out with comments, questions, subscribe to my channel. I love that. If I get new subscribers, I keep seeing, I'm getting all these new people signing up on my website. It feels so great. You have no idea because I don't check my analytics. So I have no idea how many people are watching. I just know when I get an email, it's when you sign up, I'm like, cool. And if you write to me, I promise I will write you back. I've, I've, I've written back to every person that's written to me. And a lot of people send me messages on social media and I'm not so good about the social media, but I do get to it eventually. I just don't really like social media that much these days. So I haven't been on there. But if you send me a message, it's best to do it at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busy, B-U-S-Y, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, sober.com. That is it for today. And uh, 
This was episode, oh, by the way, I never even said what episode it is. It's episode 214. 214. I can't believe I have 214 episodes. Crazy. And I was going to, I'm going to give you guys a little, I was going to have a third day and do podcasts three days a week instead of just two. And then I realized I just want to keep it at two days. It's okay. Two days. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think two days a week is enough. I don't think anybody wants to listen to me three days a week. I know guests want to come on more often than not, but they're going to have to wait. And I think that works for me. And I hope it works for you, my listeners, my loyal listeners, my loyal loyal followers. And um, life is about today getting busy living sober. Yesterday's gone. This is a clearing up thing of yesterday. It's getting in today. It's getting rid of that stuff you're carrying around in that pretend backpack. And um, getting rid of that stuff and getting into the moments and getting into the day and learning to live in the day and just getting busy living sober in today. So uh, that is it. I will be on again soon, sooner than later. I've got another one coming up on Thursday. You'll see a new podcast on Thursday. And um, until then, keep getting busy, living sober, busy living sober, busy living sober, busy living sober. See you on episode 215. Oh my gosh, 215. Crazy. Time's flying by. All right, everybody. Have a great day and keep getting busy living sober. Take care. Bye-bye.